Hello. If you are listening to me, then you have downloaded one of the archival episodes of Pod on Pod. This is a show that doesn't really exist anymore. I am Joel Sharpton. I'm one of the hosts. Josh Shirley is my co-host. And for a couple of years, we reviewed podcasts under the title of Pod on Pod. We have since moved. And you can now find all of our reviews, subscribe to us, and get the latest stuff at alwayslisteningpod.com. Or follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, at alwayspod. Or join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alwayslisteningpod. Now, enjoy the review. There's only 24 hours in a day I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through When the world is dark and boring Let us do your exploring Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts, because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel, and we are live. Josh? I mean, we're not live we're on this recording. Live. Well, yeah, but I mean, the, the, uh, right now, you and I are out somewhere. We are out and about. We are mobile. Yeah, and if you can't guess where we're at, you obviously don't listen to the show. Yeah, you probably don't listen to the show. Generally, this is a podcast about reviewing other podcasts. Every week we come to the studio and we review a different show to, to help you find your new favorite show. We talk about the audio quality, the host likability, the content, and the production values. But if you've been listening to our show for a while, then you know uh, Josh and I are live. We are uh, out in Fort Worth, Texas for the Podcast Movement 2015 conference. It's a, uh, a big conference put together. This is the second year. Jared Easley and Dan Frank are the two guys behind this conference. They started it a year ago or a little over a year ago. And, and I've been excited about it almost all that time since the first event. I, I was sort of following it on Twitter and wanted to go put it on the calendar, and you and I were able to, to make it this year. Let's talk a little bit about what we've done so far. So we've, we've gone through one day of this as we're recording this episode. You and I are going to be uh, here again tomorrow. We've got a, a whole another session of, of keynotes and um, uh, workshops and sessions that we're going to go through. Uh, some big names left tomorrow. Uh, the biggest, of course, is still on the docket. Mark Marin in the morning, and then you've got Sarah Koenig tomorrow afternoon from Serial. Those are the two uh, big names that you and I have talked about on the show before. We have saw some some pretty big folks today, though. And the last one we just got out of the session, Aisha Tyler, one of your favorite shows, uh, Girl on Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, here's what I wondered, because um, you have to think that she probably flew in this morning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, she changed, whatever it is her ritual is, hopped on stage for 45 minutes, left, and it's probably about to get on a plane to go back. You think? I was I was thinking that she's probably here tonight. I bet she's here. I bet what? she's in Dallas Why? for for this evening what? at least. Nope. If so, then that was that was a, probably a very well paid uh, hour worth of her time. Yeah, no kidding. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I, what what did you take out of her talk? So first of all, Aisha Tyler. If you don't know her, she hosts a show called Girl on Guy. She's a, a very well known actress uh, in certain circles. She was on Friends way back in the day. She's the host of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Now she's on the Talk. Uh, she's got a bunch of different jobs uh, in lots of different kinds of media. But her podcast is an explicit show. It's an interview show, and she focuses on, at least ostensibly, guys' issues. So her talk was a little uh, a little raw, a little unfiltered. Um, so a, a, uh, a surprising theme throughout this whole day 
is because uh, every every freaking body keeps saying this over and over and over and over and over, and, over. and that is um, be um, be passionate about what you do, uh, and then also uh, be be authentic. Mm-hmm. And the third thing that keeps popping up is uh, be nice. Yeah, which can be very contradictory to the second one. Uh, I think Aisha put a really fine point on it, though. She talked about, you know, do the thing that you do and don't worry that it's not for somebody else. Do it for you. If you're passionate about it, if you feel the drive, then do it. As long as you're kind, as long as you're not being cruel. And there, I think there is... I, I don't think it's that fine a line. I think I think most people, most of the time, can very easily make the choice to not be cruel. Now, you and I, and I don't, we, we didn't talk about it much, but it sort of tickled me a little bit. Uh, you know, the the one regret, if, if if there is any single one that I have about our show so far, was our review of Rob has a podcast, and we've talked about that because he's here. Some of his fans are here. Some of his friends are here. Rob Sesternino, the host of that show, and I didn't like the show very much. His audience really didn't like me because I didn't like his show. <laughs> and, and I have thought a lot, not about my opinion of his show, because it still stands. And some of the things that I said about the show are true. That's, that, that I, I, wasn't, I wasn't lying. I wasn't wrong. Uh, I wasn't scandalous, and I wasn't, um, what's the word, uh, uh, slandering. But I wasn't nice. <laughs> And that, that is one of the things that I take away from this whole podcast weekend is like you, it is a small world and we are all, we're not um, combatants. We're not, we as podcasters against one another are not really the competition or the enemy at all. Uh, so did I tell you that I, uh, I got to hang out with Rob for a few minutes earlier? <laughs> you did. You did mention it. And uh, it was really nice. Here, here's the thing is. <clears throat> One of the things that we kept getting back from that feedback was, he's such a nice guy, and you guys are jerks, and you don't know, and do your research, and wah, 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 wah. Yeah, they're, they're right. Rob is a really nice guy. Um, doesn't mean I like his show. Yeah. Right? And I think that there has to be, like, people have to understand that line. So here's the difficulty that I think we have. Okay. Uh, and that is... Uh, when um, a person reviews or critiques or, or their form of um, of, of uh, I don't know another word for review and critique dissection. Oh, there we go. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, like a TV show or a movie, um, what that really boils down to is um, that person's work is under the under the spotlight and that person's work is what's being um, reviewed and, and critiqued and that can be kind of personal but in a podcast because it is so intimate um, that whenever you review or critique a podcast um, the it's hard not to take it personally because it's you right if you're being yeah. if you're being authentic it's you um, and the kind of cool thing of that is because you are being authentic because it is you and and you have grown uh, your audience and you have grown your listenership within that um, they feel like they have to take up for it well that, that's what I was going to say it's it's personal for their for the fans of yeah. the podcaster too yeah, so yeah. so a podcaster can take it personally when you 
critique them or their show because, you know, as Aisha Tyler says, she says, I, I record, I produce, I edit, I post, I manage and update the website all myself. And I think a lot of podcasters are that way, especially yeah. hobbyists such as ourselves, people that do this as a side job or, or just literally as a hobby. Uh, and, and so they can take it personally because it is all me. There's nobody else on my team that's screwing this up. It's just me. The audience, though, I think they take it personally because of the fact that they are in on the ground floor. You know, the fact of the matter is these shows are, even the biggest ones, are small in comparison to mainstream media products. You know, no, the number of people, even that are listening to Serial, are, is nothing in comparison to the number of people who have seen Walking Dead or... Uh, the latest Avengers film or, or something or like that. Or even traditional radio. Yeah, or even traditional radio. You're right. Or even that are listening to, you know, Mike and Mike on a weekly basis right. on ESPN right. Radio or something like that. So so the the fans, especially your really hardcore ones, the ones that are involved in your in your groups, in your masterminds, in your live events that are going to, uh, you know, they're buying your merchandise, that are on your forums, that are on your website, et cetera, et cetera. Those fans sort of feel like, well, they're your street team, you know? Like, they, they almost feel yeah, like yeah. they're on the crew. They're, they're almost on staff, even though they're not paid in any way. And, and so when you slight the podcaster or you critique the podcaster, you are critiquing the thing that I am part of, you know, that I, I'm in this community and I'm here on the ground floor and I like that thing and screw you for not liking it, you know? So it, it's hard. I, I will say he looked, uh, he, he looked slightly embarrassed. Uh, whenever he realized who I was, oh. and he started apologizing, and he felt it looked like he felt bad. It, well, well the, he's got a great big stick. Yeah, but here's what's, here's, <laughs> and he didn't know that he was going to drop it. On this us. was great. At the end of our at the end of um, our conversation, and, and you know, telling how and, and like how fanatical his his listeners are, uh, he's like, "Hey, man, can you do me a favor?" Um, we're going to Snapchat chat right quick. And can you give this Snapchat zero earbuds? <laughs> and I want to say, well, we don't do earbuds anymore. Uh, and number two, I, I gave your show one earbud whenever we did. I liked it, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but he was like, yeah, man, but that's kind of like not in the joke. Like, yeah. that's not, so um, if you follow uh, Rob's Snapchat... Um, you know, you got a little taste of me giving it zero earbuds. It's like, it's like one of the only uh, pieces of, of Josh on the whole internet there. That's, <laughs> it's the, he's a ghost other than Rob's sister Nino's Snapchat account. Yeah, so there's a general overview. I thought what we would do uh, today is kind of uh, talk about the sessions that we went to and kind of uh, our key takeaways from those. Uh, because my goal in coming here, which we mentioned in the review, is I really focused on... Um, on the things that we could do to make the show better, whether yeah. it's structuring the segments, uh, whether it's doing better research, um, and I've got a lot of great notes on that. Uh, and your goal was, I so I, I had two tracks. Uh, there was a part of me that wanted to be involved in the marketing and the and the monetization side of things. And maybe tomorrow I actually do have one of those sessions, I think, on my docket. But today I didn't do any of that. What I focused on was just sort of along your lines. I focused on the storytelling sessions. I focused on the sessions about uh, interviews. I focused on the sessions. Uh, I went to one panel that was a uh, – and it was a panel. There was a whole uh, list of guests for that one. But it was about the intersection of radio and podcasts 
podcasting. And of course, that's where I come from. I'm in the radio business in my regular day job. So it was nice to see the crossover there. And, and some of the ways that I can take some of the lessons that I'm learning in podcasting back to my day job, back to my boss and say, hey, we should be doing this. We should be doing more of this as a, as a company, as a broadcast, as a broadcaster, we should be adopting some of these wins from the new media. So that was sort of some of the stuff that I focused on. Uh, a couple of the, the names that I got to interact with today that I really appreciate and I, and I feel like I gained a lot from. I spent some time with Jeff Brown uh, who, who is the host of the Read to Lead podcast. It's a good show. He's also, the way I found this guy is he's on the board of Ringer which is the app that you and I used for our last two episodes as yeah, a matter of yeah. fact. Cool guy. Uh, but I, I spent some time with him. Uh, he was the moderator for that radio and podcast session and uh, he's got another session tomorrow that is specifically about interviewing and I'm really looking forward to that too Uh, I felt like I gained quite a lot from that about the here's an idea that I never even considered reaching out to local public radio stations and we've got a couple in our area and I'm, I'm working for another broadcaster so that might make it a little bit more difficult but they're there is the potential for I mean, obviously, we know about WBZ and, and WNYC and some of the bigger NPR stations across the country and the things that they have done for radio and for podcasting. But local NPR stations are doing oh, things, too. You didn't, uh, you didn't go to the uh, first NPR panel, did you? I didn't. I wasn't oh. in that one. So, to speak uh, to what you were just talking about, um, a lot of the questions came up with um, their struggle to... Um, to sell advertising or to, to monetize the podcasts that they put out because the structure that is already in place um, for radio doesn't work for podcasting right? Not as because well. they're, they're not B2C right podcasting is right yeah um, so the cool thing was is to hear that um, they understand that that's an issue for them that it is something that they are working toward. They actually have a, a new podcast content division um, that they're working on, uh, and that just started. Um, but it really seemed like um, they understand the nimbleness of podcasting, and that's something that they don't have, and um, they're trying to figure out how to make that happen. Uh, you know, the... I'm excited about a lot of things that they're doing. I do wonder, though, and this is this is something that, that just like it's, uh, I don't know, it's an intellectual qu- question more than anything else. But, you know, the their airwaves are, are a public good, right? Like that, is, that has been uh, a public trust, I should say. It's been given to them by the, by the public. That's the idea, at least. And so, therefore, they are bound. Uh, they can't have traditional sponsorship. They have this sort of like in-kind sponsorship where it's, it's a, a company acknowledges and pays for the for the uh, material, but they don't actually advertise on NPR. And yet, in the podcasting space, that's not a constraint that they have to deal with. They can jump right in whole wholeheartedly, you know, with both feet. So I, it's interesting to me to see how they evolve over the next, let's say, ten years or so, and how that organization as a as a whole. Are they all about podcasting in ten years? Have they abandoned radio? I don't know. Anyway, it's interesting stuff. Uh, the other big. Uh, surprising interaction that I had today uh, that I want to mention on the show. I got to meet one of the Kitchen Sisters. 
If you don't know who the Kitchen Sisters are, they are a, a, a pair of women who in the, I believe in the late 60s and the 70s, the early 70s, uh, they were very heavily involved in NPR, and, and they had a bunch of different projects. Right now, you can find them on a podcast called... Um, uh, waves, something waves. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the podcast now. It, it escapes me. Uh, but anyway, the, it, it is their claim to fame. Would it be fugitive waves? Fugitive waves. That's it. Fugitive waves. It's a quote from uh, that was a, that, that's a that title comes from a quote from Thomas Edison. Actually, he, he referred to uh, fugitive sound waves. Uh, but what they do is found recordings, and she talked a lot about. Uh, the fact that they had, you know, they would they would find these old uh, LPs, like literally pressed discs, where a, a single person would record their voice onto an, uh, a vinyl album and then send it, mail it to a loved one or something. And this was a thing that you could buy for a while. That, that was something that uh, some people had. And so they find these in flea markets. They find them in Goodwills. They find them in people's attics and things like that. And they're these lost stories. They're like, who is... She played a snippet of a, of a recording where Mrs. B is talking to her, her love, her husband, perhaps, Louie who is uh, serving in the military at the time, and she's telling Louie, you know, not to get messed up in those nightclubs with those dancing girls and come back to her and, and all those sorts of things. And it's a beautiful little message, and she doesn't know who Mrs. B is, and she doesn't know who Louie is, and they've never found it out. This is something they look for for 30 years, and yet there are a million of those stories. So that was really cool. But at the end of her talk, I got to, to shake her hand and say hello, and, and, and uh, Nikki Silva, by the way, is her name. I just realized I haven't said that. Um, but when I introduced myself to her, I asked her, I said, listen, I've got to, I've got to ask you this. Are you familiar with the show, The Monat Dixon Line? Oh, was she? Did <laughs> no, she? No, she oh. never heard of it. So I gave, her, I gave her our card. I gave her our pot on pod card. And I, I said, can I borrow a pen? I don't have a pen. So I took her pen and I wrote, this is the show. It's called The Monat Dixon Line. And I explained it to her very quickly. I was like, I think, I think you would love it. I think you would find so much joy in it. I do. I, I want more people to know about it, you know. Please look this up, and, and you know I'll email you. Tell me what you think about it or something. She seemed very uh, intrigued and excited, so I'm hopeful that uh, Donald and June have another fan there. So I just want to point out that. Um, so coming here and getting ready, I'm like, hey, yeah, do you have your notepad? Do you have your pen and stuff? And you you poo pooed <laughs> like you looked like you looked at me like I was an idiot, like a caveman. I can't believe you're using a pen and a paper. That's. <laughs> Like, I have my, like, real condescending, oh, I have my phone, I'm good. Fantastic. Twice today. <laughs> Twice. Have you needed a pen and or a paper, and you didn't have it because you were allowed on techno- technology, yet I'm the one that gets ripped all the time for not being connected and, and made to feel like I'm the bum. So, um, sometimes my connected lifestyle fails <laughs> in very simple ways. Sometimes your disconnected lifestyle fails in very never, simple ways. Never, never, not once. Not that you know of, because nobody can get in touch with you. <laughs> then it didn't really fail, did it? <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, we, we, uh, we saw... Pat Flynn speak today from the Smart Passive Income Show. We saw Lou Mangello from uh, Making Disney Magic, uh, I believe is the name of his show. He's a, a Disney uh, podcaster. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other names, but was there Roman anything Mars? else? Yeah, Roman Mars. I, I forgot all about Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roman Mars was a big one. He had some really good points in his show, I mean, in his uh, speech as well. And the number one thing that I took out of his show isn't so much for, for this podcast, although we can improve a lot on our level of, of work and function and, and 
prep and all of those things Funny, for Pot on Pot. I took the most notes on how to improve uh, this podcast from Roman Mars. Very inspired in that one. Uh, I took a lot of notes. So over the next uh, weeks, months, uh, years, one of you guys um, see changes and hopefully for the better. And if you like those... Uh, Hey, man, email Roman Mars and be like, hey, thanks for making this podcast that I like not suck. Hey, I, re- I really appreciate you uh, fixing those pot on pod, fellas. I, I know that was a big part of, uh, of your weekend there, Roman. Um, the number one thing I took away from his session, Josh, 17 weeks. Excuse me, seven weeks. Seven, I said 17. That 17 is too much. Seven weeks. Seven weeks is how much he spends, on average, on each individual episode. And that's a guy that's got a whole team of people around him helping him produce that show. If that's your key takeaway from that session, we're not going to get anything from you to improve this show. No, no, no. no. I, it's not my only takeaway. I, my, my point is this. Even with the team, even with the money... Even with the the full support and and all the professional accoutrement to get a show at that level, and we've talked about what a great show ninety nine percent invisible is. We the, the audio quality in particular, it is sterling. It's as good as it is there is out there. To get that quality, it takes time. Even with all the money, even with all the people working on it. So the, the takeaway is really this: it's it's that. To assume that you and I, no matter how diligent we are, no matter how hard we work, no matter how focused and, and passionate I am about this project or any other project that we work on, for you and I alone to come into the room and think we can get it done at, at that level in a week, in two weeks, in three weeks, it's, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. People with money, people with the time, people with the team, they still take multiple weeks to work on a project. I, and, and so my point is this. It's about being patient with myself. That's what I heard from his topic. To be driven, to be focused, to not be lazy, but at the same time to be patient with the progress of the work. What I got f- from it was that Joel needs to work harder. <laughs> what I got out of it. Uh, Joel definitely does need to work harder. I, you know, but I mean, like, uh, I haven't really talked about it on, on this show. I've, I've mentioned it on my other podcast, Me and the Geek. But I've got this narrative idea, which is a more in-depth thing. I, I want to tell a story in long form with interviews without very much of me on top of it I want to use other people's voices and I want to piece it together with some music and and to tell a real story and what I'm seeing now is that idea that I have in my head and the time frame that I put on it is not anywhere near what the real time frame is going to be that's what I'm saying I mean it's a more realistic expectation and a more realistic plan for the production of all of my shows so to change gears here right quick yeah um, we talked about uh, you know what our biggest fears were coming to our first podcast movement. Mm. And yours was, you worried that you were going to meet people and they weren't going to be who you had built them up in your head to be. Yeah. Did you find that to be true? I, I So far, I have not been disappointed with anyone in person. Okay. I, I haven't met them all yet. There's still I still got a couple of people on my list to check off that I'm that I'm anticipating having time with. Right, right. But, but so far, no. I, and I'll, I'll use one. I'm just going to use one example. And everybody I've met is wonderful. We've had a good time so far with Corey Finneran and Tawny Finneran uh, from the uh, Ivy Envy podcast and Mommy's Cocktail with Nick Suberling from the Inside the Jungle podcast. The three of them do podcasters group therapy and together. I, actually, They're great. Uh, 
so it's it's weird because we've collected people yeah man as we've gone along kind of to the group uh Kale, man. Yeah, Kale Ownby is yeah. is the guy's name. Uh, very nice guy. He's a podcaster. He's just started. He's, he's he just launched his show a couple of weeks ago, uh, and you can find him at Platypus Houston. Search for that Platypus Houston. It's a design show, very much like Ninety Nine Percent Invisible. It's got it's a very specific similar feel to Houston. Yeah, and I, I, man, you know, I think that that localization. Of the podcasting, I think is such a cool idea. And it's not like people all over the world won't be interested in a discussion of the city of Houston. Like there are lots of people that live all over the place that have a an affinity or a connection or an interest in uh, any city. You know, I would think. But to to say yeah, I'm going to dial it in. This is a thing that I know about. This is a thing that I'm passionate about, and that I've got some stories to tell. I, I was I thought that was really cool and. Uh, Kale uh, is uh, he's doing a really good job at it. I think he's got a lot of room to grow, obviously, and I, I think he'd say the same thing. Um, but I'm excited to see where that show goes. He's told us we can't review it for a year. <laughs> yes, we got to give him got to give him 12 months or so. Uh, but Kale Ownby is, is one of those guys that we've that we've run into and added to our our crew. We've added lots of folks to our crew, but the one that I was going to mention, as far as not being disappointed. We got to meet uh, Jay Soderberg. Uh, a lot of people know him as Pod Vader. Uh, we, it's a podcast that we reviewed once upon a time, uh, ESPN's fantasy focus on football with Nate Ravitz and, and Matthew Barry. Now, Pod Vader is no longer with ESPN in the interim. Uh, in, in between us meeting him and, and getting to know him and, uh, and reviewing the show that he was a producer of, uh, he left. He left ESPN, and he is now with Blog Talk Radio. He's their, their I believe it's the head of content is his title. It might be director of content, but uh, he's got a cool job with them, and he's doing some cool stuff. Blog Talk Radio is sort of a, an all-in-one solution. They want to host. They want to manage. They want to monetize. They want to market your podcast, the whole nine yards. And, and uh, he made some interesting presentations here today, too. But he is one. 100% lived up to. He's exactly what I thought he was going to be, getting to know him. We had good conversations last night at the bar. We had a good conversation today at uh, during his session and after his session. So I'm excited to talk to him more. And that's an, another nice contact that we've got. That's a guy in high places that you and I know. Yeah. Well, uh, so I think we're about to wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're rounding uh, home base here. And I will say, so this expense out of pocket. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And and that's travel, hotel, the conference sure, ticket, etc. Sure. And after the first day, I feel like it's been worth it for me. But what I'm more excited about is, while this is an investment in, in me, mm-hmm. and this is a, an investment in our show, I, I think the great thing is going to be is, this is really an investment for our listeners. Like, I think they're going to reap uh, the benefits, and again... We're already starting to evolve. We're going to continue evolving. And then, like, to have the opportunity to sit down with people and get a structure from them or ideas on how we should structure. Um, oh, and I really loved, like, in so many of these uh, sessions, it's the, the onus has been on the editing process. And uh, obviously, I'm not the one that edits the show. But whenever we finish, like, I don't feel like a dickhead anymore for saying, hey, Joel, cut 10 minutes. And you're like, dude, I can't. Like, there's not that much to cut. Yeah, there is, bro. Yeah, there's yes, always there is. Uh, there, there's always something else to cut. You know, I one of the... 
One of the shows that I listen to on a regular basis that I really enjoy is a, is a podcast called Clockwise. It's a tech show, and it's very heavily focused. It's a 30-minute show. They talk about four topics, and if they have time, they have a bonus topic. Okay? And it's four panelists. You go around in a clockwise. You, you bring up the topic. Everybody has a comment on it, and then you move on to the next topic. And uh, I was listening to Jason Snell, who is the host of that show and the creator of the show, and he was talking about producing it. And he talked about how much work goes into, you know, he panics. He's sitting there recording the show live, and he's trying to manage the time, but people start rambling or whatever, and he realizes, okay, we're not quite to the end of the show, and we're already at 35 minutes or 37 minutes or 38 minutes. And he realizes he's going to have to find 10 minutes to cut out somewhere to meet that 30-minute marker. And he is really committed to the 30 minutes per show. And yet he does it anyway. And yet he does it anyway. And that's, uh, I mean, and you might not know Jason Snell. Our listeners, if you're listening to this at home, you might not know, know who that is. But he's got a very successful website. He's a blogger. He's a, he's a podcaster. He's making plenty of money uh, every day. And he's got a huge audience that loves what he does. And I don't think there's anybody out there complaining uh, when the show would go to 32 or 35 or 37 minutes. But he would. He has said, this is the standard that I'm going to set. Right. And, he's, and he's holding to it. And that, to me, was was very compelling. And it's, um, it is a responsibility. I've got a responsibility to save time for my listeners. 100%. To not waste their time, to not uh, disrespect them by rambling, to not disrespect them by adding things that don't add value. You know? And Roman said the same thing. He's like, do your audience a favor. Do the world a favor. You're doing God's work when you cut time out of your podcast. You know, if you have a 1,000 listeners and you cut your show by five minutes, you've saved 5,000 minutes. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, that's, it can be very compelling when you think about it in that regard. So, you're right. You're right. We're going we're gonna to try to be tighter. We're going to try to be more focused. We're going to try to bring you uh, more value on a more regular basis. So, and, um, in, in, that, uh, in that same vein, mm. um, one, of the, one of the tasks that I've given myself is um, we're terrible at taking notes. Right, like <laughs> yeah, I'm real take bad. Notes, you take notes one way, yeah. I take notes a completely different way. Yes. Uh, our research that we do. So I want to make a standard uh, kind of form to help us focus what we're, what our purpose is. That's a good idea. Okay. And like for, for <laughs> Should have thought so, about that somewhere before the 65th So episode. we do a terrible job of like defining content. Like we say, oh, hey, we're going to talk about content. Okay. What is content? Yeah. What is the right? show What about? is the purpose of the show? Do they stick to that? Do they stick to that content? Um, so for example, um, Early on, we interviewed. We interviewed. We reviewed uh, the Martha and Eric podcast. Now, like those dudes, they do a great job interviewing. Inter- sort of forgot inter- about them. Right. Hello, Interac- Martha and Eric. Interacting with their uh, their fans, and they do a great job of it. Uh, but it's a it's supposed to be a video game podcast. Yeah, it's not. No, not really. So, being able to answer those types of questions every single time for our listeners, I think, has a tremendous value. So. Um, while we're here continuing to work hard to bring a better show for you guys, something that I really appreciate um, for the listeners to to do is uh, send us send us an email that have uh, that has uh, two or three questions uh, that you would like to see answered every show, and we'll we'll compile those uh, and and the 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 ones that um, that are seen in the most will make it to the standard form. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that we're going to stick to that form um, very rigidly, mm. but it's going to give us a very tight outline to go with. So, 
if you think something's important and and whether you're going to like a podcast or not, let us know what that thing is. Yeah, especially if we have on a regular or even semi-occasional basis skipped it. You know, if you find yourself at the end of an episode going, but Josh and Joel, what about, for instance... How long is this Yeah, we're not always great about saying how long the darn thing is. Sometimes we'll give you a general feeling of, you know, boy, it really goes at a a swift clip, or or these episodes just fly by, they're very bingeable, or the alternative. Boy, it's something that you really got to dig into, you know. Either way... Uh, we're not always great about that. We are going to try to improve on that. If you've got a question for us that you want to answer about every single podcast, then email it, uh, podonpod at teamprocreate.com. Josh, we're going to have one more of these sort of bonus episodes from, from Podcast Movement. Uh, it won't be quite on these nice mics. We've got a great setup here, which, by the way, I want to say thank you real quick to Sean Smith, themobilepro.net. Sean Smith at themobilepro.net. He's got great setups. He, he, he shows you how to use this equipment, and, and if you make a podcast, if you're a podcaster, or if you even just record on the fly ever, this guy's got a ton of great equipment and the know-how to use it, and he shows you how to do it on his website. So check him out. I've, used, I've actually followed him for quite a while, but he set up here at the conference five different recording setups you could you could book for free it didn't cost us anything to do this we just reserved it we're there you and i are going to record this and then i'm, I'm actually going to spend a, a few minutes with him uh, recording for me and the geek and i'm going to have to wait even longer for dinner yes absolutely so stay hungry stay humble folks just like um who was that? Lou Mangiello told us to stay hungry. Uh, anyway, so thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening to us. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening to the podcast on a regular basis. Thank you for sharing it with your friends and telling people about it. We can't grow without that, truthfully. That's just the simple fact of the matter. So we're going to keep doing this because we enjoy it. We love podcasts. We're going to keep talking about it. We hope you keep listening. And we'll be back before you know it with a- another episode. And then eventually, I promise, another real review. All right. Until next episode, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And this has been the podcast. You need to cut 12 minutes. <laughs> you bite me. Two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.